welcome back to God's Pathway to Life for You. I'm your host, Dave. Today, we're going to be talking about John chapter 11. Up next. Hello, thanks for returning to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about John 11. Before I get started in John 11, I'd like to say my little prayer. Lord, Father in heaven, please hear my prayer. Please help us to truly understand your word, to let your word live in our hearts every day, and to guide us, to comfort us, to redirect us, and to conform us into your son's image. All this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so last time we was together, we was in John 10. Today we're in John 11. Uh, so let's just get right into it. This is going to be the death of Lazarus and the, the resurrection and before I get started, though, you know, I've got a little bit of information, a little bit of facts, I guess. This uh, Lazarus, the death of Lazarus, the raising of Lazarus, is actually the last miracle that Jesus does. Uh, he does one more in the Garden of Gethsemane when uh, they, one of his disciples takes a sword and cuts the ear off that, that other guy, and Jesus restores that ear. But this is the actual last miracle. This is like the grand finale for Jesus and his ministry. This was this was like the the big show to show everybody that you know this is a, a the son of the living God. And see, back in those days, uh, Jews uh, they didn't embalm uh, people. They didn't they didn't have embalming practices. That was just something the Egyptians did. The Jewish people. As soon as you died, they'd hurry up and put you in the ground or put you in a cave or, or put you away so uh, you didn't rot because you would be rotten and stinking and, and get in the place all kind of funky. Okay, in Jewish traditions, uh, they believed that the soul lingered above the body for like three or four days also, that it hung around and it didn't leave its body. So they had a lot of crazy things that they believed. <clears throat> So with, with all that in mind, let's get into it. So now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of, uh, in the, the town of Mary, the sister of Martha. It was Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, whom you loved is sick. So Lazarus' sister went to Jesus and told Jesus that Lazarus was sick. When Jesus heard that he heard that he was sick, he said, "The sickness is not to death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of Man, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby." And like I said, this is like the big last grand finale. He he preached the word to to them. He told them about heaven. He told them about being free, how the remission of sins and. Now, his, his, his way is the only way to find God, and, and he produced miracles, he healed the blind, he restored sight, uh, he healed the lepers, cleansed people, I mean, he made people whole again, and uh, he fed people with the basket that we read about, so he had did a lot of miracles, and uh, this last big one is to actually try to get these last people to, you know, believe. And he's going to do this. And that's why he's saying this sickness is not to death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified. He said, Lazarus is not not died for emptiness. No, his death, will, will something will great will come from it, and, and God will show something from it. And that's basically what he's saying. 
Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So Jesus was a friend of the family. He knew this family. He grew up around this family. So he, he was, you know, that's why they're saying this, because he was a part of this family, knew this family. It's like you. You know a family down the street, or you know a family across town, and you know the whole family. Same thing here. And when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he aboded two days still in the same place where he was. So he didn't move. He stayed in that place for two days, knowing that Lazarus was sick over there and dying. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go into Judea, Judea again. His disciples said to him, Master, the Jews sought late to stone us, stone you and us. Uh, go there again? And he's like, yeah, we're going to go there again. And they're like, man, we're going to go back to Jerusalem or Judea. That's where the Jews were trying to kill us and stone us. And Jesus said, we're going to go again. And Jesus answered, there are not 12 hours in a day. If any man, walk, if any man walks in a day, he stumbles not, because he sees the light of this world. But, he, but if a man walks in the night, he stumbles, because there is no light in him. Okay, so remember that Jesus uses the whole entire Bible when he speaks. And so when he says... Are there not 12 hours in the day? Because Jesus represents the day, the Christian life. If any man walks in the day, if any man walks in a Christian life, you know, the day, he will not stumble. He stumbles not. Because he sees the light of this world. He sees Jesus. And that's what he's got his eyes fixed on is Jesus. But if a man walks in the night, that's Satan, he stumbles because there is no light in him. There's no light in Satan. There's no light in that person. That's basically what he's saying. These things said he, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he's asleep, he shall do well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking of taking a rest in sleep, like taking a nap. They thought, well, he should be well rested if he's going to take a nap. And then Jesus says plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I'm not there, was not there, to the intent that ye may believe. Nevertheless, let's go to him. So even this last miracle, even though the disciples have followed Jesus and, and uh, do, do all the miracles, restore sight, cleanse the leper, feed people with a basket, you know, he, he raised, this is not the only person that he raised from the dead. There was a, a daughter that he raised from the dead and I think another gentleman that he raised from the dead. But, you know, the, the disciples too are also on the fence. They're, they're not quite sure that, you know, there's there's still doubt in their heart also. There's still doubt in the in the people that are listening to him preach in the synagogues and the people that follow him. You know that's the problem with humanity. They don't they don't want to believe a hundred percent. They're still holding on to something, but they hang on to doubt, and so they're they're doubting. And so this grand miracle that Jesus will do is also going to convince his disciples that this is really we're really following the Son of God. Then said Thomas, as which is called Didymus, to his fellow disciples, Let us also go that we may die with him. 
So he said, well, I guess if we're, if we're going to Judea, then nevertheless, I, I guess we're going to go die with this guy, Lazarus. So let's go with him, and we're going to die with Jesus, so let's just go. And then when Jesus came, he found that he had laid in the grave for four days already. We talk about stink. I mean, he had stink pretty bad because this is a Middle East arid climate, you know, hot, hot. So, you know, he was probably stinking pretty bad. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brothers. So they knew that Lazarus died. And a lot of people from the Jewish community came out to comfort Mary and Martha. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. So Martha got up, ran out there to find Jesus on the, along the road. But Mary stayed home, and it was morning. And then Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been there, been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever you will ask of God, God will give it to you. Jesus said to her, your brother shall rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. See, the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, shall he yet shall he live. And whoever shall live and believe in me shall never die. Believe you this. And see, that's what I'm saying. You got to believe. He said, I am the resurrection of life. He that believes in me, though he were dead. When he's saying dead, that means that's your, that's your spiritual condition before you became a Christian, before God put that seed of faith in your heart, you were spiritually dead. You were dead to the Christ, dead to God, dead to spirituality. And then God brought you life, yet you shall live. He shall live. And whoever shall live, believe in me, shall never die. Believe you this. That's what I'm saying. You'll never see death. You'll never see the Grim Reaper. You'll never see the, that, the Grim Reaper and the scary death that you see on TV. That's only for the lost. The pleasant, loving death, the, the dying grace that God sustains in your heart, that's, that's beautiful. A Christian's death is beautiful. It's not scary. It's not scary one bit. It's a beautiful transition. And she said to him, Yea, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, which come into the world. And he said, And when she had said so, she went her way. And called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, The Master is come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus was not yet came into town, but was at the place where Martha met him. So he was still out, out, out of ways from town on that road. So I guess when Martha found him, Jesus must have uh, stopped off to the side of the road under a shade tree or something and was sitting there waiting for Martha to return. So when Martha returned, with uh, when Mary came to find Jesus, he was sitting in the same place where Martha found him, under the shade tree, probably. Because you got to remember, it's hot over there. And he ain't going to stand out in the sun. And, and like anybody else, we'd find a cool shade tree and sit under it and wait for our company. Then, Jew, then the Jews then, which were in her house, and comforted her when they saw Mary that she arose hastily, she got up quickly, 
and went out. They followed her, saying, where she goes to the grave to weep there. So they seen her jump up, grab her little things, and head on out the door. And they're thinking, where's she going? Is she going to the grave to mourn? So they started following her. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you, if you had been here, my brother had not died. And when Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come see. And Jesus wept. Two words, Jesus wept. Wow. I don't think that's a... There's another one that's even shorter than that. I can't remember it, but there's a shorter verse than that. Then said the Jews, Behold, he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? So they're saying, you know, he's, he opened the blind. He restored sight, and he did raise a couple of people. How come he's not work, happening here? And Jesus therefore again groaned in himself, come to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone laid upon it. So there was a cave, and they rolled a stone in front of it. And Jesus said, take, the, take you away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time he stinks. He's been dead for four days. And Jesus said to her, Said I not to you that if you would believe, you should see the glory of God? So he said, have faith. You know, I know, I know, the, I know what I'm working with, but, but just have faith. I'm, I'm, I'm the creative. I can do anything possible. Just have faith. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I knew that you, you hear me always because of the people which stand by, I say it, that they may believe that you have sent me. So he's saying, you know, God, you all, we, we always communicate. You always do everything I ask. You always help me in times of need. I've said this aloud so these people here can see that uh, you have authority in me, that you brought me here and I'm doing your will. When he had thus had spoke, he cried with a loud voice, saying, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. So he was wrapped in a death shroud, and his face was bound with a napkin. So he had a, a, a rag on his face, and they covered his face and wrapped it up like and Jesus said to him, Loosen him and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. So the ones that were following him through the miracles, through the feeding of the baskets, through the feeding of the, the fish, uh, restoring the sight to the blind, cleansing the leper, making people whole, those people seen this last miracle and they instantly believed. But then listen to this. But some of them went their ways to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. It's just like anything else. Some people have the faith of the word of God placed in their heart, and some people don't. And if you don't have the word of God placed in your heart, then you're only going one place. You're going to hell. That's why I say be thankful that God has placed that seed in your heart because you didn't wake up one morning worshiping an invisible God. God placed faith in your heart. Faith that You don't produce faith. God produces faith. 
Then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees a council and said, What do we, for this man does many miracles. So what do, they, what do we do? This man's doing a lot of miracles. If we let him thus alone, all the men will believe on him. And the Romans shall come and take away our away both our place and our nation. So he's saying, if we don't do something, then the Rome will come in and take away our, our, our cushy jobs, our prestigious uh, elite class of lifestyle that we're living, and it'll take away our Jewish nation. And one of them named Caiaphas, being the high priest that same year, said, you know nothing at all, nor consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people and that the whole nation perish not. So they're willing to kill one person to save the whole nation. And this he spoke, not of himself, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus, Jesus should die for the, that nation. And not only for that nation, but that uh, he should also gather together in one the children of God that were scattered abroad. Then from that day forth, they took counsel together to put him to death. Jesus therefore walked no more openly among the Jews, because, but, but, went, but went from there to a country near to the wilderness, into a city called Ephraim, and there continued with his disciples. And the Jewish Passover was near at hand, and many went out of the country up to Jerusalem, before the Passover to purify themselves. Then sought they for Jesus, and spoke among themselves as they stood in the temple. What thank you that he will come will not come to the festival? Both the chief priests and the Pharisees had given a commandment that if any man knew where he were, he should show it that he might be taken. So they you know they put out a bounty for Jesus and they said if anybody knows where he's at, come tell us and we'll go get him. Collect them, and then you can collect your bounty. So they were actively looking to, to get rid of Jesus. Okay, so that brings us to the end of chapter 11. Okay, I got to call to action. Sign up for the prayer list today. And if you like a sticker, leave me an email. I'll mail you out a sticker. I also would like you to sign up and start your own prayer list today. Write names of the people you love and care about. Okay, I got the prayer of salvation. If you're a lost person and want to turn your life over to Christ, now is your opportunity just repeat this little prayer of salvation and then find a church, join it. And when they give the invitation, you go up front, give your life over to Christ and make a public statement of faith. And join the church, start reading your Bible and start removing sin and sinful things out of your life. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that my sins separate me from you. I need your forgiveness. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. God raised you from the dead. I choose today by faith to invite you into my heart to take control of my life, to be my Lord and Savior. I willingly choose to turn from sin and turn to you. Please forgive me of all my sins. Wash me clean and give me a home in heaven with you when I die. Change me and make me a new person. Help me now live for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I invite you to church on Facebook Live Sunday morning, 11 Central Standard Time. And again, 6.30 Sunday night. Again, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. It's easy to find. Just go to Facebook, search for South Heights Baptist Church, Sepulpa, Oklahoma. And there we are. Can see the video tab for past sermons or you can join us live on those times that i just said so and if you do come would you put it in the comment section at your front podcast okay i'm asking if god has placed it on your heart to donate to the church south heights baptist church 
There's now a donate link on the website, godspathwaytolife.faith. There's a clickable link in a detailed description box for this podcast. Check out the detailed description box for all links and email information. Okay, that's all I have for today. Remember, say something nice to somebody you don't know because God said we were all strangers too and he loved us so. Your friend in Christ, Dave. Bye.